0: Let's thank Jesus for what he's doing in this house tonight. Come on y'all, let's put those hands together like we mean it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you so much for what you're doing in this place. Lord, we come to you with repentant hearts. With praise, we thank you for your glory We bring this to you in your glory, Lord. Jesus, I repent of of the things that I've done in my past, of the things that I've said, of the wrong that I've done. Lord, and I know that you can make a way. You can move the mountains. Lord, you're faithful in your love for me, and I thank you so much, Jesus. Jesus. With every eye closed and every head bowed, I want us to just pray together. Father, we thank you for for the grace that you show us and the love that you give us. For walking alongside of us in every battle that we have. Even when we think that there is no way to overcome it and no way to get out of it, Lord, you are right there with us. You are our comforter. You are our healer. Lord, we need you. We need you now more than ever in our weakened state, when our bodies are hurting. Lord, we need you. And we know that you're here with us right now, right here alongside of us, ready to pick us up, ready to lift us up. We know that you are where our strength comes from. We need your strength, Lord. In Jesus name. Amen. Y'all go ahead and take a seat. Tonight I'm going to give a devotional and and I hope that it's going to challenge every one of you. It's it's a uh, James 3 and the title is Controlling the Tongue. I'm as guilty as anyone in saying, well, ask my wife. She knows I say pretty ridiculous things pretty much all the time. But I don't necessarily mean it. Some of my jokes just go a little bit too far. We've all had those moments, right? I see you peeking over there, Pastor Ronnie. It's okay, I can take it. Y'all, we've all made mistakes, and every one of us has offended someone in our past. And all of us, I know, have probably carried some sort of offense by someone, too. I'm not the only one, right? Come on, we need a little bit of energy. It's a Tuesday night. Come on, we're on day two. Day two of 21 days. Let's get it together, y'all. I want you to think back to your past. Think back to your past to when either you were offended or you offended somebody what that kind of feels like you see in in James 3 verse 2 it says we fail in many areas but especially our words yet if we're able to bridle the words we say we are powerful enough to control ourselves in every way and that means our character is mature and fully developed we can't do this without Jesus though we can't carry our own flesh we can't tame our own flesh It's impossible, but through Jesus we can. My flesh is weak, but his spirit is strong in me. My flesh may fail, but my God, you never will. Now there's power in the words that we use. There's power in the things that we say. In verse 5 it says, And so the tongue is a small part of the body, yet it carries great power. Just think of how a small flame can set a huge forest ablaze. Have you ever sat and listened to, to someone, a real powerful speaker, like a coach? Anyone here had a real powerful like football coach or baseball coach, and they, they talk about things and they pump people up? Anyone ever seen how Drew Brees pump, uh, pumps up the team in the huddle before they go out and take the field? Like The way that he uses his words is amazing. They know that they got to face somebody that's probably 300 pounds and runs a 4-4, and it's going to hurt. But he gets them jacked up enough to where they're like, all right, I could go do this. You're crazy, but let's, let's do this. Let's, let's go first. Not me. Like, I'll be over there, like, fetching water or doing something else. Like, sorry. But think about how, how people can be motivated to do not what they believe is possible, but what's impossible. That's where Jesus takes us, y'all. Don't use your words for hurt. Don't use your words for slander or to cause someone pain or suffering. Use them for healing. Use them to show them that Jesus is the way. Use your words to push people outside of their comfort areas to show them that they can grow and to grow yourself. You know, sometimes... Sometimes we know about just uh, just being real with people, right? You ever been a little bit too real with somebody? You probably should have been real quiet. That's probably me. I, I took it up to about an eight, and I probably should have been around a three. You see, in the way that we can use our words to heal, we can also use our words to stunt growth in people. We speak things over people, and y'all... Y'all that have kids, you know this. Even as adults, something that your parents or an adult has said to you in your past, you could carry that for a very, very long time, and it takes a lot to get into a healing place to get past that. Think about that the next time that you're engaging with, with one of our youth or with one of your kids. You could put something on somebody that they can carry for the next 30 years and never receive healing from. You know what, uh, what the saying is, right? Hurt people. That's right. You can say it louder. Hurt people. Hurt people. That's right. But we can use our tongue to praise God our Father and then turn around and curse a person who was made in his very image. You see, we can't live on the fence. You can't speak out of both sides of your mouth. Put me in traffic and watch me go. But through our relationship with Jesus, we can grow and we can attain the strength and the endurance that only he can give us. We wouldn't otherwise have this without him. You have to be in relationship with God to get past this, y'all. Don't trust me behind the wheel of a car on the interstate during rush hour when someone's doing the speed limit in the passing lane. I don't trust me. Rachel has to remind me that sometimes I'm not the only one in the car and I have precious cargo aboard. But in my flesh, I'm aggressive. I don't think about what I say before I say it. I don't think about my actions before I act. See, and where I come from in my background, I was taught that you need to be decisive and act quickly and engage upon that action fast. That's not always what you're supposed to do, right? think about what you're saying before you say it and think about what you do before you do it i think about the pain that this causes people because i know that i've said some hurtful things i know i've said hurtful things to people that are close to me in fact exactly we tend to hurt people that are closest to us That's, he's, uh, he's doing an impression of my stomach right now. <clears throat> <laughs> you see, in Psalms 109, uh, verse 2 through 4, it says, While the wicked slander me with their lies, even in front of my face they lie through their teeth. I've done nothing to them, but they surround me with their venomous words of hatred and vitriol. Does anyone know what vitriol is? It's a pretty cool word so vitriol is another it's another phrase for sulfuric acid. Does anyone know what sulfuric acid does to everything? It eats it. Right? It just tears it apart. It's one of the harshest chemicals that there is. Think about that in context of the words that we speak about people and how much hurt that we can cause somebody. You see when though I love them, they stand accusing me like Satan for what I've done, I will pray until I become prayer itself. The hard part about this, and you have to contextualize this, when someone is speaking this over you, when someone is hurting you, you have to grow in that moment. You have to choose to be the bigger person. You pray for them. You pray for those who persecute you. You speak life over them. That's the only way that you can overcome this. You have to pray until you become prayer itself. There's forgiveness in that. There's growth in that. And when there's growth, there's room for God. When there's room for God, we can grow as people. You see, Jesus fills our hearts. He fills our hearts with love, and he helps us to forgive those that oppose us. We can't do it ourselves, y'all. We're just human, right? We're weak. I'm weak. I'm weak in my flesh. I've, I've harbored ill feelings for people for a long time. My memory is long. You know, they say that, that people that play, uh, play baseball specifically have a very long memory about people that did them wrong. I agree with it because I remember everybody that ever beamed me. Anyone that ever threw a fastball and hit me in the ribs or back, I tend to remember them for a very long time. But you see, those guys, they'll wait. They'll wait for a very long time. And they harbor this, this, this feeling towards one another. And until they have an opportunity to repay sin with sin, well, that, that's, that's not what we do. We don't repay sin with sin. We repay that with love. We have to love one another. We have to seek relief from this, from our own weakness. We can find rest in the warmth and the love of Jesus. Only he can prepare our hearts for reconciliation with people who we've offended or have offended us. In Colossians 4, 6, it says this, Let every word you speak be drenched with grace and tempered with truth and clarity. For when you will be prepared to give a respectful answer to anyone who asks about your faith, you must demonstrate the love that you're being showed, the grace that you've been given to others to show who it is that you follow. This makes you feel like a bad Christian sometimes. I know I do, right? You get that feeling in your heart where you're like, ah, I, don't, I don't know about this. Uh, this, is, this is not me. I, I don't know if I can act this way. But when people look at you, when they see the way that you're acting, the love that you're giving, the grace that you're showing, they see who he is inside you. You have to allow that to happen. Y'all, I believe that in this place, in our community, there's going to be a revival. We've had that prophetically spoken over us multiple times. We have worshipped until the lights turned off. Literally, like the lights have turned off a few times, like that happens. But y'all, we can't experience our revival without repentance. We have to go back and really acknowledge these situations and think about these things that we've said and repent from them. You have to be reflective. Think back to the the things that you've done or said. When someone goes and offers you advice, are you the kind of person that says, I know, I got it? I know I've done it before. I got it. I'm not worried about it. I got it. I understand. I got it. No big deal. Y'all, we don't got it. But Jesus has us. You see, we have to use our mouths to bring glory to God, to repent what we've done from and grow. And then this is where we experience more growth of Him in us. Y'all, if you could just stand to your feet. We're going to go back into worship. And I want you to take some time. Take some time during the next, the next song and think about things that you may need to repent from. Think about the things that you've spoken over someone or that someone has spoken over you. And I challenge you this week, this week, I challenge you to forgive them. Forgive someone who has hurt you. You need to start there. Start there so you can be forgiven as well. We extend grace to those who may not even deserve it, but that's who we are. We love unconditionally. We love others the way that we love ourselves, right? In fact, I want to go back into prayer one more time. Father, I know that sometimes we don't even have the words to say to people when they've hurt us. When we're genuinely offended. When someone has has spoken words over us and told us that that we can't or we won't or we couldn't that we're not able to. But Lord, I ask that everyone in this heart, in this place, that our hearts are filled with you to get past ourselves, to get past our own flesh. We want to speak words that are honoring to you, Lord, that bring glory to you, that flow like sweet honey. Even when we receive bad news, Lord, I pray that we don't take offense to that that we understand that sometimes, sometimes the words that, that you give us are not only for, for our benefit, even though they hurt, even though we may not enjoy them, even though we may not even like it in the moment. It's there because we need to grow. We need to empty ourselves of our own flesh and seek after you, Lord, in every way. We need you, Father, more than ever. Our humanity will only carry us so far. Our bodies are weak, our hurts are real. But you are the forgiver, you are our redeemer, you are our healer, Jesus. We need you in our minds, in our hearts, and in our spirits. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.